The folks at Monster have a brand new animated film out. It's called Mekamato, and it is now showing in cinemas. Now, if you don't know, Monster are the people responsible for Bobo Boy and Bobo Boy Galaxy and the Mekamato TV series, and they might be one of the best animation studios in Malaysia. Now, I don't know if you've seen the Mekamato TV series, but hey, I've watched some of the episodes. They're on YouTube. You can check it out. And I have to say, the animation on that show is better than some of the crappy, you know, DreamWorks stuff that we get on Netflix. Like, oh, the quality of animation is as good, if not better, than that Boss Baby series. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's a pretty low bar, but sure. No, but that seems to be the bar, right? Because yeah. you have the high quality animation that they make for the Boss Baby movies. And then when they make the TV show, you're like, where the fuck did all the money go? Right. And I have to say, the guys at Monster do some great animation. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. They also seem to be the kind of people who grew up watching the same kind of shit we did on TV. And therefore... Their shows seem inspired by the sort of things that we wanted as children. I can't say for sure how old the brains behind Monstars are, but like as we were leaving the cinema after having seen Mecha Mato the movie, you were saying some pretty, um, I call them niche cartoons from way back in the day. Watching the Mekamato movie, if you grew up in the 1980s and 90s, you would be reminded of certain things. You would mm. be reminded a little bit of Voltron, of this cartoon series called Centurions, for example. And the idea behind Mekamato is simple. It's about a kid. He runs into this robot power sphere that can mechanize. And I use the word mechanize because that's what he says when he wants it to transform different things into different things items and weapons and yeah. cars and motorcycles and helicopters and all kinds of stuff it's the kind of thing that our childhood imagination would play with when we were growing up absolutely because all we wanted to do was use the broomstick as a sword what the power sphere does for amato is that essentially it mechanizes your imagination you know you grab a broomstick and it's no longer just a broomstick because once you mechanize it, it becomes this bazooka-style thing. You know what I Correct. mean? Your your bicycle is now a high-powered motorcycle. Your backpack is now a mechanized jetpack. It's absolutely the childhood imagination made real. Now, the TV series doesn't actually have an origin story. And so that's what this movie does because this TV series starts kind of in the middle. Right. We meet Amato. He's already got Mechabot and they're already fighting bad robots in the small town of Hile, right? Which is based on the real Hile town in Malacca. Yes. Which I believe is where the creator of Mechamato comes from. Right. So... The series doesn't give you an origin story. And what this movie does is it tells you the backstory to these characters, how Amato and Mechabot first meet. And of course, their first big battle against a vicious general who is trying to collect all of the power spheres. I don't want to throw out the big T, but it's there, but it's fine. 
you know, it's that Thanos-like thing, but I think it's irrelevant. That's okay. I mean, for me, I'm jumping forward, but I think what is the most interesting thing about the Mechamato movie is that it's actually the origin story of two monster TV shows or two monster franchises, which I thought was a real interesting sort of thing to pull. So... Mechamato is part of the Power Sphere universe, which also includes Bobo Boy and Bobo Boy Galaxy. Yeah. And in those shows and in Mechamato, we are told that Amato is Bobo Boy's father. And so everything is kind of linked together in a big way, which is very, very cool because they're creating their own little cinematic universe. And yeah. I think that's where Mechamato is at its strongest. I think. For kids growing up and watching this, the fact that you have all of these elements that we usually only get from Western television, mind you, in a local production. And even in Western entertainment, they tend to ignore it. They tend to not build out the universe so much because they think it's for kids. You know what I mean? Like, the Centurions don't have connections to other things. G.I. Joe is not connected to Mask or... There was a crossover with Transformers, so... But crossovers don't count, right? Crossovers <laughs> is one or two episodes. It's a special thing, right? Whereas here, there is a mythology that, that Monster are creating with all their characters. And I thought that was really, really interesting. I think the strongest parts about the Mechamato movie are... The animation is absolutely fantastic. The world building is very, very cool. The concepts are really cool. Like, at the end of the film, I wanted a Mechabot, you know? I wanted something that can convert right. my crappy Honda Civic into a high-powered racing machine. That's what I want. Where the movie kind of falls short for me is in the writing. I think it's kind of overwritten and underplotted, and I think it's taking its cues from very classic traditional Japanese anime. But even Japanese anime has kind of moved beyond that point of storytelling. And what I mean is every thought is spelled out and explained. Yeah. And I don't think you need to do that because you're showing it to us and you're showing it to us in a very pretty, accessible manner. Yeah, and this is the thing about Malaysian productions, right? We've always complained about the writing in, in Malaysian productions and how the writing doesn't trust the audience enough to not have to hold their hand constantly. What you're saying is that these characters would essentially talk out their thoughts constantly. They're constantly yapping about what they're thinking when, when you could just leave it to silence or leave it to the imagery that's happening on screen. Absolutely. I don't need the main character going, what's happening to my bike? Oh my God, my bike has been transformed into a super bike. Oh no, yeah. you are a robot? Are you a robot? What's going on, robot? Yeah. Like, it's just too much conversation or too much jibber-jabber, right? It's not conversation. It's jibber-jabber. It's just constant noise. And I think you as a writer have to be daring enough and ballsy enough to just let the moment breathe. Let that silence play because... Yes, you're playing to a child, but the child is watching the screen. If you think you need to say what's happening on screen because the child may not be watching it, then saying it out loud is not going to make the child remember it anyway, you know? I think what kept pulling me out was the overwriting. And when you overwrite yeah. something like this, and there's that much dialogue it ends up not sounding like the way people talk because everyone is speaking in exclamations. 
they're speaking in declarative sentences. And I think that becomes an issue because it's not how everyday people have conversations. And that's the shortfall for the film. I mean, the other shortfall, if I were to nitpick, is the voice acting. And that has to do with the writing as well. Because everyone is speaking in declarative sentences, you end up, and it's not just in Mekamato, mind you, I think this is a problem that plagues a lot of Malaysian animation. You end up having only two tones, right? You end Ooh. up having the tone where it's, I'm going to get you, I'm going to kill you, who is this? <laughs> and then the other tone is, but you know, Amato, you must do good for the sake yeah. of doing good. You must be responsible. Like, those are the only two tones that exist. And I think that is my big issue with these as well, is that a lot of times it feels like Malaysian animation cannot get past the idea that they're an adult writing for a kid, so there must be a lecture in there somewhere, or it must be a moral speech in there somewhere. And I feel like, just let it go. It's the fact that it's underplotted. I think that's the yeah. problem. When you look yeah. at something like Pixar, for example, or even the Disney animations or DreamWorks or whatever, the story conveys that moral. There is always a moral message, but Absolutely. it's within the yeah. story. And it's and it's in any movie, right? Even if you watch Avatar, for example, that clobbers you over the head with the moral message, but yeah. it isn't the characters going, the environment is important. We have to yeah. look after it. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. So by virtue of being underplotted, the problem is that you rely on the characters and exposition to kind of put forward that message. Yeah. Because the plot in Mekamato is very straightforward. Bad guy wants the thing. Good guys have to fight him to prevent it from happening. And yes, there's a little bit of a hero's journey, but not enough. Yeah in which the kid comes into his own and learns the power that is bestowed upon him. I mean, I think that needed to be developed a little more because despite me enjoying the movie, I didn't feel a strong enough emotional connection to these characters. Oh, yeah, you're right. And and I guess this comes from me not watching the TV show, but but I think the things about the movie tries to introduce his friends and I'm just, I'm not seeing enough of those friends, you know, like Pian and I think, I guess Mara is a big deal in the TV shows. It doesn't quite do anything here other than, hey, look, here's a character that shows up later in the TV shows that you've been watching. Yes, because the friends aren't necessarily developed in this movie as much. They aren't given enough to do. Right? They're given anything, yeah. I would love to speak to Nizam Razak, who is the creator, writer, director of Mekamato, because I would love to know all of his different points of inspiration for this show, because there were so many moments which felt like he was paying homage to the kind of shows that I watched growing up, not just the right. cartoons, but I don't know if you remember, there was this superhero show by in the 1990s, I think late 90s, maybe it was called Mantis. Do you remember this? And I think it ran maybe for one season. I don't think it would have run for any more than one season, right? But it starred Carl Lumley. Created by Sam Raimi? Yes, it was created by Sam Raimi. And it was a superhero show where you meet a wealthy scientist, right? Who gets shot in his spine by a police sniper. And what's interesting about the show is in that first episode you don't know who Mantis is. Is it the guy in the wheelchair? 
or is it the other guy? And there's an interesting twist. And even with Makamato, the way Maskmana shows up, Maskmana is another hero in the town of Hilaire who is a mercenary and protector, and he shows up and nobody knows who he is. And there's a little bit of a twist with regards to who he is. Yeah. And watching it, it kind of reminded me of Mantis because I remember watching that show as a kid and thinking, oh, twist, I did not see that coming. That twist, Maskmana, totally did not see coming. I thought that was a great twist. That was a great twist. I thought it was a very good twist as well. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot in Mekamato to love, and I did enjoy the show. I did feel that, for me, the overwriting, underplotting made it drag a little because yeah. there were moments when I was like, okay, I get the point. We can yes. move on now. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. these little nitpicks aside, I think it is a tremendous accomplishment for Malaysian animation. I think it's going to do very well. I think the kids are going to love it. And at a budget of 10 million ringgit, reportedly, it's it's going to make bank at the box office, I think, pretty fairly easily. I think so too. I think so too. It's definitely worth a watch. Whether or not you've seen the cartoon series, and if anything, I think after watching this movie, even if your kids haven't seen the cartoon series, I think it'll inspire them to go and want to check out Makamato the series and yeah. Boba Boy and Boba Boy Galaxy and all of this intricate world-building stuff that Monster seems to be doing. So, yeah, we definitely recommend this show, especially if you are a parent with children. My only gripe about the Monster sort of canon of content is that they tend to lean very young and I think the writing gives it away. The writing is too simplified or at least they are leaning towards the very, very young and I think that's a little unfortunate. And we say that because I think we're beyond that in that I see American TV shows that lean very young where the writing is superb and it kind of applies to my age group as well. I remember watching the Cars short series on Disney Plus and yet again, it's not great by Pixar standards, but it doesn't dumb itself down to cater to a very young audience, right? Or even the Baymax shorts, right? Also on Disney+. Plus. Very smart stuff. Very smart stuff, very sparse writing, and it's just played out in the imagery. In the understanding that you know who Baymax is, you know what Baymax is about. And even if you don't, watch enough of this and you'll get it. Also, even if you want to skew even younger... There's a series called Bluey on Disney Plus and incredibly popular series and skews very, very young. I mean, that thing can be for like three, four, five, six year olds. But at the same time, I love the show. I can put those episodes on when I'm bored because it's so well written and I learn new stuff all the time. I'm just like, look at this. It's making me a better human being because I'm watching Bluey. And I think that, I think that's important. I think yeah. tweaking and fine-tuning the right thing is just the one thing that is keeping this from absolute greatness. Because the choreography, the animation, the action sequences... The character designs. All of that is top-notch. And the world-building. Just, I want the toys, you know, and the action figures and shit. Yeah. Mekamato is now showing in Malaysian cinemas. Go check it out. Take your kids and check it out. 
Let us know what you think once you've seen it. You can reach out on all of our social media feeds, GogglerMY. You can also drop us an email on podcast at goggler.my or a WhatsApp on the Goggler hotline, 012-524-5208. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Goggler Podcast.